We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romumu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. With us, the words of Torah can be with us. I think we will leave Torata, our friend, in its home and just study together. I know you have wisdom for us. Wisdom of the sages. And my grandma, she somehow enters this Torah reading. So if I would like to invite you all to come into my, my, my Torah house. And in my Torah house, as I first encountered it, it was a conversation. And my first teacher was Rabbi Marshall Meyer, and what I learned from him was that when you build a house, especially how he built a house, he didn't do it alone. He brought a friend. So as we're building a new paradigm, a new house of Torah, and this new way of understanding how we could still be in community and study together, I would like to invite this conversation that I used to see him modeling. And when, way in the future, I met the, one of, the, one of the, his other students in Peru. And so I asked this other student, his name is uh, Rabbi um, Gab- uh, Gabriel Bronstein, and I said, what's up with that? Why couldn't he teach alone? What's up with him always inviting somebody to be studying Torah with him? And then he said, oh, it's because of necessity. When he started the community way, way down in Argentina, he didn't have a lot of um, learned students at that time, right? Neither, nor did he have other rabbis to work with. So whom did he invite? Who was in front of him? Love the one you're with. So in that spirit, maybe in conversation with uh, with Hassan Basia and with Jerry Corman, <laughs> let us end with you all. And please pipe in if you can. So Kitisa is our Torah reading. And I say that I look at this in the spirit of fire and water. All right. But there's an elephant in the room. It's actually a calf in the room, a golden calf in the room. And our Aliyah will not be talking about that, you know, what we will be focusing on. But let's acknowledge the elephant in the room, the Egel Hazahab. So this story of the Egel Hazahab, this golden calf, is pulsing in the middle of our Torah reading. And it is really a, for me, it's a historia del amor, a a story of love, kind of love. And here, the people are angered by God, uh, where God, excuse me, where the people angered God because they worship this Egel Hazahab, this golden calf when it was expressly prohibited in the second commandment. Like, don't, don't, just don't, don't worship physical objects. 
And after this uh, calf is destroyed, then the people reconcile with God. And um, how do we know this? There was a second set of tablets of commandments of these teachings that was asked to be made. Because what happened, Moshe broke the set many moons ago. And um, what do you remember about this whole breaking of the set, of the first set? You know, um, so you may pipe in if you want. <laughs> well, the difference is that the first set, who made the first set? God. God's self made the, fates, the first set, right? So the words were inscribed by God's self. And so the second one, wow, you broke it, you pay for it, right? You pay for it. And the payment for this time, the ransom for this time, I would say, is that the people have to make it, right? The people have to make it. So setting that aside, that there's this historia de l'amour, this, this, this uh, story of love, betrayal, reconciliation, let us look at everything else that surrounds this golden story. And what surrounds it at the beginning of our Torah reading is this whole idea that every individual that was counted, individual counted here was every young male, 20 years and older, who was counted, had to, gr had to give a donation of half a shekel, machatzit ha shekel, for the, for the construction and for the edification and for the functioning of the tabernacle. And this whole idea, when they said, like, what is this little silver? They said it was a fiery coin. It was made by Esh, <clears throat> that it was like fire. And I think of something else that was circular and, and gleaming that was pulsing with fire in Elijah. What was that? What was, what was that story again of... Yeah, the vision of, yes, there was a vision. There was a vision in the store and, and Elijah's teachings of the wheels of the chariot just churning and, and gleaming with amber. Um, from there, we have this idea of hashmal, of electricity, right? But it was gleaming with something, gleaming with some kind of brightness. And Hasidish Rabbi, um, from the books of Noam Elimelech, said that the fire, this fire has ability to burn or to warm us and also to destroy, right? It can be used for many ways. And more specifically, Noam Elimelech asks us to give, give money or give resources, physical resources, it's due. And it's due is that it can be used for tzedakah for goodness, and it can be used for actual acts of kindness. And if so doing, this mitzvah then of doing, giving tzedakah and doing acts of kindness brings us to a kind of new brilliance so that we are resplendent in the mitzvah of glory or the glory of mitzvah, back to back. So the, the words in our Torah reading, vinat no. They say when you reverse that, it's the same red vinat nu, yeah. right? And um, so... It's a parallel, what's it called? When it's something both sides? What do you call it? A palindrome. A palindrome. Thank you. 1991 palindrome. I. Tell me about the 1991 palindrome. 
Yes, <laughs> 1991, same, right? It's a palindrome. So Venatnu means is also a palindrome. Palindrome. So back to back, however way you look at it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's giving. I wish I was born in 1991. Nobody in this room was born in 1991. I just want to <laughs> let you know. There are some comments being made by the one person that's here. So just so you can know, I'm not responding to no, nothing. So they're saying here that everyone who's, who is entered into the records, because there was a record keeping of sorts, a census was called at that time as a census is being called today. I mean, on Friday, literally it was, I was at the Parsha and I, in the mail, I got a census. I got an, uh, uh, a letter that said, this is your code. Go to the government and just plug in your code. It's like that code is like the Machatzit HaShekel. That's like the way that we are counted. And we had to like define ourselves. But the, the, in some ways it's very different because we have to give defining characteristics and the half a shekel is, is, is pretty, it's, a pre, it's an equalizer. It's like there's, there's nothing that's different from one half a shekel to the other half a shekel. There's no like you're a male or female. It's like, well, actually you are a male. You are definitely a male. Mm -hmm. But like you're not, you know, besides the age of 20 to 60, there's and no forward, other. Yeah. yeah. And these days also, you could be fluid gender, uh, g genderally fluid. Yes. But you still have to be counted in our 2020 census. If, unless, unless you don't do the, It's interesting because if you don't actually type in your name into the census, I don't know if you are counted. So I'm thinking of this. like If you don't count yourself, yeah. right? if you don't count yourself in the city, then, then you, in many ways, that person who doesn't count themselves by, by inscribing their name or number, then lessens the amount of resources for our community. Absolutely. It's imperative that we count ourselves in this census. So check this out. Right? It is said, so Rashi goes back actually to the Midrash and he says, what is this machatzit hashekel? And he brings up this story of this narrative that when, when um, Moshe came up and said, what's up, Rebona Shalalam? Why, um, why do we have to give a donation of machatzit hashekel for ransom of our souls. Because the word is like, why, what's the purpose of this? Kofer nafsho. Right? And the way they describe this is it's atonement for one's soul. Or, well, it's almost like from, from, from our purim. Like a pur, right? Putting in your lot for your soul. And the English in a lot of places is ransom. So it's almost like you, in order to redeem our souls, we have to give something. So this fiery coin, if we don't, our fiery coin for 2020s, if we don't count ourselves in the 2020 census, then we cheat ourselves and all the others who decided not to count themselves of resources like testing for COVID-19 or for um, education, or for a school to be established in your neighborhood. We cheat ourselves of that. And the more of us who cheat ourselves, we'll cheat others of, of their due. So the due of the people in the temple in our, in our Torah reading is the due of the, the capacity to have, the capacity to give, right? 
the rabbis actually talk about that giving, this kind of giving, will lessen the power of yadsone, the hand of hatred. When we should be yad biyad, shout out to, Milia, uh, to Miriam Rubin and our, um, our Romimu, our Romimunex yesterday who were talking about how we will and continue and, and lift up each other with our Yad Biyad um, activities and initiatives, instead of do, being hand in hand together, if we keep on deprive the temple and the tabernacle of this machatzit shekel, then it is as if we have given space for Yadsunet, the hand of hatred instead. So our prayer, my prayer for us today is that we keep this hand of friendship, the hand of, of recognizing each other, the hand of non-isolation in all these new paradigms, yet keep ourselves safe, yet keep ourselves protected. And as we wash our hands, we do not wash each other our hands of each other, but ra rather we welcome each other into the many ways that we can, new ways that we can connect soul to soul, universe to universe, my universe to your universe, and that as we breathe in, we don't breathe on each other, but that we breathe in and out and take the opportunity to be outside when we can and walk, and may our breaths continue to bless us with health and the health of all, and may we be preserved in this time, preserved in sanity and calm and, and humility and actually, and technology, all the ease, humility, technology, and, um, and friendship. We take as much responsibility for this as we take responsibility for learning Torah, for making resplendent this Torah, as we do instead of just washing our hands we are lifting each other hand in hand and anyone who's in agreement with this kind of new Torah we all say Amen, Amen.